let's just start. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Going in. We're, we're not really blind. prepared no. as per usual. <laughs> Sessionable. Welcome everyone to Sessionable. I'm Adrian and I'm here with Tom. Hey. Brad. Hey. And MC. Hi. How are you going? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, um, we're doing well. Yeah. We don't really have any topic or guests well, this episode. Why don't we start with what we're drinking? Yeah. Because I think there's a bit of... We'll just drink know. a whole bunch of beers, I guess. We can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Back to the old I'm school cool episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we got a... style. Yeah. Um, so, Brad, you brought this one. Yeah. Um, a bit of a surprise. You're bringing a... Wayward Brew. Yeah. <laughs> I like to, you know, like to keep things varied, right? Yeah, so, yeah this is the uh, the new Cool Range Red IPA. Oh, that sounds um, familiar. Yeah, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Um, hints of uh, a charmer in there, definitely from uh, from their roots. But uh, this one is a revised recipe. It's a little bit stronger, I think, than uh, the old, the charmer of old. Uh, it has six point five percent. Six point five percent. So yeah, it's a bit of a step up, but they've uh, obviously tried to retain their signature approachability. It has uh, Galaxy, uh, Simcoe, and Amarillo hops, which is quite a lineup. Yeah, um, it's got that robust maltiness that was classical of of uh, Charmer, I think. And it was canned a couple of weeks back, so this it's is a pretty nice and fresh, pretty fresh can. Yeah, yeah. tastes um, like Charmer. Yeah, and this is the latest in their core range. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, so that's now six, I think, in their core range. Oh, is it six now? Mm. Wow. So they they started with four from when they launched the cans, right? This might be five in the. Maybe it's the fifth. Yeah. I think it's the fifth. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but they've done. It's their sixth can, I think, because they okay. did the brute IPA as well. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really good. It was, yeah, yeah. It was a good. Brute, yeah. The dead, dead dingo, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. producing some pretty smashing stuff at the moment. I was down there over the weekend, and they did four beers over the course of the four days that they. Oh yeah, what were they in the end? Because I so, was kind of following on Facebook. Okay, memory test now. So the first one was uh, mango mosaic sour. Ah, uh, yeah, which was very nice. Yep. Um, it was like a hoppy, hoppy sour, and it yeah did the trick. Mosaic in a sour actually works really nicely because it's such a, a fruity hop. So mm. yeah, I thought I thought yeah, it was. I'm a, I'm a. I'm, I think it might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm a big fan of dry hop sours, like yeah. big hoppy sours. I don't know. I get the feeling a lot of customers aren't, but yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, it certainly yeah hit the spot. Uh, the Saturday they had one. The name fails me, but it was uh, no sorry. The next one was the Idaho Heaven, which was um, Idaho Seven and Citra hops, which was, in like a pale. That or? was a double IPA. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, and it was a great double IPA as well. And I tell you what, that is a that is a good combination. I can see that combination getting put to good use in uh, in a number of different beers. So yeah, that was smashing. Really kind of velvety and nice and yeah, yeah. big flavored double IPA. Um, but still not too overpowering. Could really put it back. It was quite dangerous. It was eight point seven percent, so it was a a good weight. I preferred it to their Dad Rock personally. I thought it was it was that good. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, then they did one, so those were both 50-litre kegs, and then they had two 30-litre kegs. The one on the um, Saturday was the Jack, no, sorry, rum-barreled uh, cherry porter, and I didn't get to try that because I was too late. And then they had a hot oh, cross. So it all it all went? Yeah, it all yeah, went. Okay. Okay. So I, did, I was down there on Monday, and yeah, it's long gone. And the other one was a hot cross bun-flavoured ale, which again went in one day, and I didn't get to try that one either. Mm. But yeah, but it was nice and busy down there over the weekend. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah, Easter's usually pretty good for all the breweries because they get to do the takeaway yeah. sales on Good Friday. That's no one right. else yeah, can. True. It was packed down there when I was down there on the Friday. Yeah. The guest lineup is as good as ever down there as well. Yeah. They had some superb guests on. There was one from Hope Estate, a pineapple sour, which was tasting really good. Um, 
Yeah. There was something from um, New England. There was a double IPA from New England as well. There were a couple of co- coffee uh, stouts on. So there's a good... Good, good range, good range. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 long been. I think one of my favourite brewery bars because it is just such a great bar. Yeah. Anyway, mm. like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm interested to know how the hot cross bun beer was though. It's kind of that yeah. time of year as well. I mean, Anzac Day is yeah. will be on Thursday, and there's a bunch of breweries making Anzac style beers, Anzac mm. biscuit style beers. I've never really been impressed with any of them uh, in the past. I, nobody's really nailed it, but. But do you I, like Anzac I keep biscuits? hoping. I love Anzac biscuits. Okay, right. Yeah, I keep hoping that somebody will nail it one day. But the thing with an Anzac biscuit, like it's quite dry. Yeah, right? like so. I don't know. It's I don't know. There's there's yeah. some sweetness in there. Yeah, but, no, no, no. Dry yeah. as in like texture wise. Yeah, yeah. I think coconut in beer is just one of those weird things that you know a lot of times doesn't work out. So maybe that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. But yeah, the hot cross bun was a, was a nice idea. I could see how the sort of spiciness would would work. Yeah, that's true. They one year they did a really nice uh, kind of like Christmas style beer. I remember mm. that. So they they're pretty good with the spices in the beer. I quite liked that one. It kind of got all the Christmas nutmeg and cinnamon and stuff. And yeah, I remember that one. Extremely yeah. heavy, from what I remember, but extremely tasty. Mm. Yeah. So this is drinking well. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's it's, um, it's it's funny. I was very upset when they got rid of the the name Sourpuss. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm as upset about losing Charmer. I, but I am because it was there. Because it was Charmer. It was, it was the original. The OG, it was yeah. the OG beer from from Wayward. So yeah, I'm I'm quite I'm quite upset about it, but I'm sure I'll get over it. I still order sourpuss when I'm in there. I don't. Order oh, I, I, I'll never <laughs> not. <Raspberry Glenavis. laughs> but I did I've told them as well. It's like I've I've told the the reps and and everyone at the bar. It's like I'm I'm calling you sourpuss till the day I die. It's not. <laughs> what was the purpose of changing the name of the beers? Kind of to make them a bit more. Understandable, I guess. Yeah, I think it's because um, a couple of the beers they wanted to rename to kind of make it more clear what they were. Right. And, you know, Sourpuss was kind of a casualty of that because they had right. to name all of their beers yeah. accordingly. There's two ways of going about it, right? There's there's the wayward way of actually taking the name away and just calling it the style that it is. Yeah. And then there's the Akasha way, which is retaining the name, but making the style way more prominent on the packaging. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they should have done. I, I agree. I, I prefer yeah. that that second way. It, it pleases both people that way. Yeah, yeah it's still called. It's, the, they've yeah. kind of lost their personality in getting rid of the names. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. I mean, I like I like the whole reason why I write is I like stories and there's a story behind every name. And even like the pictures on the, on the cans, like I was noticing this one. I mean, yeah. as soon as I looked at it, I thought that's so charmer inspired. It's kind of an Indian yep. uh, mm. oriental skyscrape. Um, and the same with the dead dingo. Like, that was a really nice desert picture. Yep. And that kind of is trying to tell a story. But I feel like if they kept the names, like, there is a story behind the names as well, not just the imagery and the obvious style written on the can. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. The, the artwork is very good. It is. I, I really like the new branding. Like, I, I think, I think the, oh, the, yeah. you know, we, we can nit, um, pick nits about the, the names, but... I just miss them. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, but I, yeah, I really do like them. And I love the cans as well. I love the yeah, they look cans. great. Yeah. yeah. Nice to see the prominent um, certified independent. Oh, you know, you know, paint won't let that. <laughs> Goes well with yeah. that color scheme too. It does actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone have any news items to talk about? I, I honestly can't think of oh, any. Oh, um, so... Oh, here we go. Is it Gabs this weekend? Gabs oh, in Brisbane? In Brisbane it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh so, wow, yeah, the first Brisbane Gabs. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it would have happened already, but that's like a very early Gabs It is, because well, usually Melbourne's what, like... Um, Mid-May. Mid-May, yeah. And Sydney's End late May, May, early, yeah. early June. Yeah. Mm. 
so yeah, I guess they added Brisbane this year to kind of make it that the first before heading down yeah. south. They kind of had to do it really early. How many days are they getting up there? One day? It's one day. One day in Brisbane. Two two yeah. sessions. Two sessions. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's it's weird because there's like more than a month between Brisbane and Sydney, so. I kind of ha- I kind of wonder what the logistics will be in terms of what beers will be available, you know, if all the beers are available in Sydney that are available in Brisbane. Like, yeah, they're, I wasn't they're not going to be that. too fresh, are they? I did notice that. Yeah. I thought, like, seeing pictures on Instagram, that it was particularly early that all the beers were being kegged. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that's going to fare for that, like that eighteen percent. Yeah. However many eyes PA. I think it'll taste just as gross as yeah. it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I well, really I'm, don't. I wonder if like brewers are more strategic about it. This year, I and hope so. Not brewing that many IPAs. I mean, you know, do, do you there's see, always going to be hazy IPAs. Yeah. there'll be some neighbors, yeah. but like there'll be. I, I actually haven't had a no, proper, no, I mean, proper chance to look through the list. Surely hazy IPAs are mainstreaming enough now, not to warrant. Yeah, isn't it brute IPAs now, yeah, exactly. or just more oh, desserts? So we're past that, so we're past that already yeah. too. Okay, yeah. milkshake IPAs. So. Yeah, milkshake IPAs. Yeah. Quite IPAs. Mm. Maybe there will be quite IPAs, and then they'll like brew one for each, like the, each week leading up to. Each gabs. Yeah, right. Super fresh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm a bit worried, especially like, you know, I'll be at the Sydney one and only the Sydney one and I'm not sure if I want to drink any of the IPAs. But even then, I I don't know, I've I've found, and I don't think we've spoken about this, but like... Over the last few years, I've drifted away from the the big containers in the middle. Mm. Yeah, and true. I just and I go to the brewery yeah. stands, and Same. they'll be they'll be fresh. Like, yeah, they'll be coming from yeah. the brewery. That's and, true. You know, that's yeah. where I'm more interested in spending my time. I think it's hard hard to. I mean, I enjoy the the kind of fun of picking out all these weird beers, mm. but in like in the end, I do like going and talking to all the brewers. I mean. It's like a, literally a smorgasbord. You can pick and choose whoever you want to talk to, whatever brewery you yeah. might not have ever tried. By the time Sydney comes around, what we're talking, what eight weeks probably since the beers were brewed um probably yeah i mean it's still not if they've been refrigerated the whole way it's 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 going to affect it but it's not going to be massive venues how you know how many venues do you go to where the where the ipas are less than eight weeks old you know unless you know that something's coming out on a particular Mm. date and there's a big deal about it then i'd imagine most of what you try is probably getting on for that sort of age Uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Anything in kind the, of anything in the of, gabs list that anyone spotted? The, well, the, well, there was that that eighteen percent. Yeah, the the hope, um, the FA eighteen. What the, there's how many eyes in the name? One, two, three, lost six, count. six, know. yeah, six eyes. Wow. Yeah, um, I've got no interest <laughs> in trying that. To be honest, like, yeah, I reckon it'll be one of the ones. Yeah, a lot of people will, but I don't know. So just so that we can segue into the next uh, next beer, you haven't yet picked out your dessert beer that's likely to win people's choice. Oh no, but we can we could we can play that game. <laughs> Did, was it a dessert beer last year? The one? Probably. Uh I didn't go last year, I can't remember. I only remember Boozy Fruit doing Was it Boozy Fruit that one? It might I always get confused. Boozy think, Fruit was really nice. I had that again recently. They they, they rebrewed it and it was tasting really nice. Yeah, it was. It was Boozy Fruit, Big Shed with Boozy Boozy Fruit. Yeah, what, New England IPA. Oh, okay. Uh, take go. on the humble frost, frosty fruit, uh, which was their second win after 2015's Golden Stout time. Yeah. It was it was very boiled sweets and yeah, yeah, nice. Probably would have hated it, but this is smelling pretty good. Yep. So this, this is, is another the, one you brought back. It is. Yeah. This is the the Dainton Caramel Cream. Cream spelt C R E M E. Um, it doesn't have it on the can label, but if you see the label in the um, in the pub, 
Um, it looks very much like a uh, label from a Cadbury's cream egg. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's a white chocolate neeper. White chocolate neeper. Mm. Yeah. It tastes like white chocolate. It does. Yeah. And whilst it's undoubtedly incredibly sweet, I don't mm. think it's quite as sweet as a Cadbury's cream egg. Mm. <laughs> no, I think that's quite. probably yeah. impossible. <laughs> You are hit with the white white chocolate caramel sweetness. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I yeah. do think I, I actually get quite a lot of fruitiness out of it as well, which is nice because it's not all... It's nice. It's actually, yeah, it's not... It is quite sweet. It's very sweet. But it doesn't finish too sweet. Like, it doesn't linger That's what I mean. The too long yeah. fruitiness comes through towards the back. Yeah. Mm. It's not, not too bad. I'm actually really quite impressed with what mm. Dainton are doing lately. I've had, they're I've they're had, definitely... Like, they're really playing around with some They are the most stuff. experimental brewery, I think, that, that, right now? that I'm aware yeah. of right now. Um, and I like that. I like to see... I like to see brewers doing something a bit different. Um, you know, it can be seen as maybe a bit novelty, and you know, maybe Bacchus were the ones who were doing leading the charge on yeah. that un- un- until more recently. But now Dainton have really stepped up, and some of the stuff I've had over the last couple of months, I've really quite enjoyed. They did a um, a milkshake apricot IPA okay. Nipa, and that was really yeah. quite tasty. Um, I had some stuff over Christmas as well. They did a pina colada flavored. Yeah, I remember IPA that one. I actually well. quite like that one. Maybe that was a time when coconut in a beer actually. Tasted all right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, haven't had that one. I'll, I'll have to try. Generally, they yeah. they do all right with what they, yeah, what they try out. So yeah, I'd certainly um yeah be keen on trying more hmm. as they come about. But it's a good it's a good sharing beer. This one because I'm not sure I'd want to drink. Sit here no, and even even a whole can yeah. of it. Yeah. I, think by I, the end, you I don't think I can do a can of that. To <laughs> yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of saying. I actually tried this earlier today. Um, they had it. It's on tap at the Forest Lodge, and uh, I went in and I wanted a chocolate stout. And Mick behind the bar was like, oh, it's not a snout, but have a taste of this. And I was like, yeah, that's really nice. I don't think I could get a scooter of that. <laughs> <laughs> did you try the Easter Unicorn? I did, yeah. Now, the Easter Unicorn and at the White Rabbit chocolate snout. Okay. Which is really good. Both did you both. drink your Easter Unicorn out of a no, de- I, bed decapitated bunny? I didn't. Um, although, uh, during the weekend, I did a, I did drink the Badlands Malakula Dark, which is a cacao vanilla rum porter. I, yep. I, I, ate, I drank slash ate one of those out of a chocolate bunny. So. Oh, nice. I did, okay. I did do the, the decapitated yeah, chocolate good. bunny. Yeah, was, <laughs> the did, traditional, yeah. the, the, the Easter <laughs> tradition of decapitating a chocolate <laughs> that, bunny. That classic tradition. I didn't realise that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what uh, the Gabs, Gabs will be this year. No no cups anymore, yeah, just, just Easter bunnies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go through lots of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Although, did you see, um, so nice thing they're doing at Gabs is if you return your tasting cups um, to the containers, you get like a dollar discount for your next paddle. How does that work? Yeah, how does that work if they're disposable? I'm not sure. Are they going to clean? Well, I'm not sure if it's, um, they're reusable this year, but yeah, they're doing that. So maybe, maybe there's a way to kind of either recycle or reuse them. Have they still got the same, like, uh, was it a wristband or that you had like a a card that you loaded up? I think so. I haven't heard any, anything about that changing this year. Oh, oh no, no no no! It was no, just last cards year. last year. Last year was just yeah. Cards. yeah, it yeah. was all cards last they year. They all had that uh, Visa Square kind of thing. Yeah, and you could just. I remember because yeah, I got great. overcharged, and then they couldn't figure out how to refund me. So that, oh, was, that was fun. Yeah, they just gave you more <laughs> beer, or yeah, well, yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> I mean, the amount, I yeah, the amount of beer I drank and the amount of money I paid, I did not get overcharged all up. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it was, one transaction. It was a free ticket, so yeah, I can't yeah. really complain. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can think of some news. Okay. Bit of few has opened its downstairs bar slash eatery. True. Yeah, Yeah, kind of wine bar. Restaurant. Yeah, fine dining restaurant thing. Yeah. I noticed it was um, 
you know, typically weird and interesting food. Yeah, the, the, the food's say, fantastic. Typically so, for Aaron because yeah. of, you know, mm. what he's done with Creek, Creek mm. and Cheddar. But yeah. 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 Um, I haven't been I, down there yet. Is it a nice, a nice vibe a couple of times. Um, not really sure about the vibe yet because they just opened and, you know, they weren't really packed out or anything. Plus, I can't go on weekends because I'm working, so I don't know what the weekend vibe would be. Is it, like, totally separated off from the bar? Yes. Okay. So you can't, like... Get a, can you get beer downstairs no. as well? You can, you can get beer downstairs, but you can't bring beer from upstairs. Yeah, because you have to walk and outside vice versa. To go to right, the right. Outside. But so, so would they have the same kind of selection that they have upstairs? As, or? No, it's a it's a much more limited selection. So I mean, they, they have, have four beer yeah, taps downstairs. So they have right. one one lager, one pale ale, and two, two rotating. Yeah. I think is the plan, and then they're mostly a wine bar. So they've got a whole bunch of wine on tap, uh, not on tap, um, by the glass and by the bottle. And a short menu, but kind of very much on the kind of wine bar type, yeah. fine dining, casual dining. You know, thing. written all in lower case. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, no you, you know it's fancy when it's written all in lower case. The only thing I'm really worried about is um, whether the upstairs, whether Bit of Few will continue their kind of BYO food, food. policy. Yeah. Mm. Because I think that they, a lot of people like that about the place, yeah. and they, they can just get anything, and you know, get Mr. Crackles or Bell Burgers or whatever, or the all epic <laughs> the pizza. And if they take that away, I'm not sure if yeah. people would re- respond well. well the to fact that. that the venues are are separated and you can't mm. walk from mm. one into the other yeah. might mean that the the BYO stays. Yeah, I wonder if it's something to do with licensing more, where uh, you kind of have to provide food with the beer. And... Yeah, I think like the vague plan is to kind of provide snacks from downstairs upstairs. Right. Yeah. So whether or not they completely get rid of yeah. BYO or like minimize or like, you know, streamline what you can get from other places. I don't know. Is there potential for a, a larger underground cellar and having access to run lines up to uh, the top bar and maybe sure. increase the range? Yeah. I don't know much room. They not really sure. for it, but I don't yeah. think there is a lot of room downstairs. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, Another another kind of piece of news is yeah the whole um, Bucket Boys um, yeah. expansion taking the and world. taking over the world yeah. and <laughs> all the um, uh, the crowdfunding and everything they're they're doing. Mm. Do you think they're expanding a bit too quickly? They, they they seem to have announced several things at the same time, and I'm a bit worried that they're going a bit too much too soon. I don't know. It's it's always hard to say with stuff like this until. You know the dust settles, and then yeah, and then you see what happens. It, it's always well, a worry. I'd... The latest one is a uh, Oxford Tavern, right in Petersham. So yep. they're going to yep. supply the the bottle shop to the yeah. Pub. So it's going to be a, yep. a pop up bottle shop inside. So the that pub. that feels yeah. like a low risk sort of venture, right? It's, oh yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah. mutually beneficial. to hundred percent. It's, yeah. it's great. It's great for both. And if it doesn't work out, then you just kind of withdraw from that. I would have thought. So I would have thought that was pretty low risk. But yeah, the, but then the they've also like that. The, yeah, the properties. Right. They've, so it's they've like, expanded to Penrith. Um I think they're expanding to Darling Harbour as well. On paper, the Penrith venture should work really well. Yeah, I, you just I'm, never know. I'm not worried about that one, to be honest. But yeah, it's just the whole several things at the same time. They all, they on paper, I think they all work. It's it's when you take them all together. Yeah. And you go. That's a, that's a lot of work. Doing one of these yeah. things is a lot of work, and you're doing what four or five. So, but kudos, kudos to them for giving absolutely. it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For well, sure. you know, yeah. you know, Jono can't sit still. Yeah. Like, no. exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think the Penrith one will do right, all right. I mean, if jo- Jonathan's living out there, I guess, or near there, so yeah, that's probably yeah. something that he can yeah. really make sure starts well. And if that's the first one that they open and they get two successes in a row, then I guess yeah. they could build from there. But as far as I know, it's something they've been thinking about for a long time mm. and they're finally executing it. So yeah, I think it's obviously sense. something that's gone through a lot of planning and a lot of thought. So. It's not just a, oh, we should open a store. Not just a, oh, craft beer is cool. Yeah, let's make some stores. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's the other thing. They're, they are genuine about what they're doing and they're not doing it for... You know, like knowing the guys, they're not doing it mm. for cynical reasons. It's. Uh, I think. I think yeah. you can tell. I think it, most of us would be able to tell that, and I think that's what exactly. what makes a dif- big difference. Yeah. I'm most interested in the Darling Harbour uh, experiment yeah. to see well, how that works it's, out. It's, it's pretty neat. Here, I reckon so. that's going to do extremely well, given yeah. how busy those venues get on mm. a Friday afternoon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and my sister who works at Darling Harbour has already said that she's going to stop there every Friday afternoon on her way home. So yeah. they've already got one customer at so least. I've heard it's like in a sort of food court type area. Isn't yeah, it? and I think it's the um, sort of the exclusive alcohol provider for that food court. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So that's, is it going to be like uh, a that's the, that's the that's so is it going to be like a bar bottle shop hybrid I think again? So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Because no one's really doing those bar bottle shop hybrids except Bucker Boys. In, yeah, in Sydney, so. it's it was a weird thing. Like I was I was looking into it ages ago, um, and it w- you you couldn't really do it. It was um, because of the lo- the type of license to be a bottle shop. You have to you need to have a full hotel license back uh, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, Either have a full hotel license or sell like something like seventy or eighty percent of your sales. To be takeaway, to have to to be able to run a bar yeah, out okay. of a bottle shop, yeah. So it's really difficult, and I'm not sure how they are getting around it. Um, it's it's probably a case of they are selling that much bottle shop, yeah, yeah. bottle shop sales. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have a technical difference in that the bar is upstairs and the yeah, bottle shop's it, downstairs. It could be that. Yeah. Whereas if you you know in Melbourne where those things are pretty much mm. standard <laughs> yeah. along the street, uh, they're kind of the same. Yeah. Exactly the same shot, but maybe there's a little bit of a differentiation there. Yeah, maybe it is like two different licenses. Makes me wonder whether they've got ideas for you know grander things when it comes to supplying bottle shops in hotels, because often bottle shops in hotels are weak links for yeah. craft beer pubs, right? The the selection in the bottle shop is often much poorer than what you get on tap. And, mm. um, yeah, there might be a bit of a, a niche there to mm. to, to fill. Could be, could be cool. Yeah. 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 Have we talked about um, Brewdog kind of scaling back their operations? Not sure if we have. Are we surprised? Yeah, I'm not really surprised. But I think, yeah, that there's, there's this whole feud online between, you know, Brews News and Brewdog at the moment, I think. <laughs> Wait, Brews News are in a feud with yeah, someone? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, like, you know, it seems like Brewdog is misrepresenting what they're actually doing at the moment like they're kind of playing it down mm. whereas it's, it's a pretty big thing that they are scaling back the operations which is running way behind schedule and that kind of thing so yeah you, you, you kind of wonder how what do you mean by scaling back operations so originally they announced that they were going to do a um, what a 50 heck brewery that's yeah. what they were that's what yeah. they initial like australian announcement was that's what they sort of um planned and, and got the approval to build and then recently at their their most recent AGM they said off the cuff offhand they didn't say oh we're scaling it back they said oh and we're still working on our 25 hectolitre brewery yeah, right. in, in Australia mm. um, which is which got people going what? Like, <laughs> yeah um, which is sort of a bit of a it seems a bit of a dishonest way of announcing it as well yeah, like, yeah. so who knows what's going on with that um, whether or not they're still serious about opening here I'm sure they are 
but yeah. What's the purpose for opening here? I mean, if they're based all the way in Scotland, I know that they have uh, brew pubs kind of around Europe. Why? Yeah. Why Australia? Why so far away? Um, I guess like supply to the region. Yeah, to serve Asia. Yeah. I think is the right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it is a long way away, and having sort of a, an Asian base can mean, you know, again, world domination seems to be yeah. the, the yeah right the, the idea theme. for it. And, and it, and it seems like they you know deliberately pick an area that has good you know shipping ports, hmm. um, international and national. So yeah, it seems to be like expansion throughout the region is the is the goal. Is the goal. I could think of more strategic places to put an Asian hub than in Australia. Than Australia, though. yeah. But, um, yeah, so true. I, I thought it was more an Australian. Play, oh, well, really. I think it's 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 a bit of both, right? Like Australia's yeah. got a um, a growing craft beer market of that that Brewdog has a fairly strong brand in already. Yeah. So mm. they don't have to like they don't have to do a lot of work to build their mm. brand. Like people already like craft beer drinkers already know Brewdog. Yeah. Um. So there's that coupled with the fact that it's in Asia. So it's like I think it's sort of a multi-pronged thing like gets lets them focus on australia and gives them somewhere in asia where they can yeah. use that to supply has anyone come in from overseas and made it a success though because i mean is it is it fair to say that goose islands launch into australia has been a bit of a flop yeah i i think that's fair to say yeah i haven't really heard anything about it since the launch a couple of years ago Sometimes. i do say there beers every so often on yeah. tap though yeah especially yeah. The IPA. It's, it's a rarity though right it's, it is yeah yeah i've expected them to take over a bit same with brooklyn really i mean again they've kind of you can get them at certain places but it hasn't really been even like sierra nevada caught you on fire here, do you? yeah not a lot anymore yeah same with uh ballast point when they first yeah. entered here everyone was going crazy over it and yeah, kind of just lost interest. Is the issue with Australia that, you know, people like the new thing, but then they want to latch on to the next yes, new thing? Yes, I think yeah. that's the issue everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me thinks it's the, you know, it's it's the fight for tap space, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and what these international brands are actually competing with are the Australian craft brands that get bought out by the big multinationals, right? So they're trying to get those brands onto, yeah, onto I mean, taps that's in Im- venues. That's so you're seeing yeah. you're seeing the likes of Pirate Life, you're seeing Four yep, Pines. Four Pines, yeah. You're yep. seeing Mountain Goat, um, even Colonial to an extent, right? But you're not seeing Goose Island breaking through and mm. uh, and the likes and, and Brooklyn because yeah, you're competing against more widely recognized local brands that the and multinationals are trying to push over here. Brands as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's more familiar. I mean, something like Four Pines. I mean, if you're not really got your ear to the ground in the craft beer world, you wouldn't know that they've yeah, yeah been acquired. So, yeah. same and, as and why life. would you? It's yeah. The, yeah, same with part of the beers, the yeah. same. And you know, the people that work there is the same. Why would you think it's anything mm-hmm. different? And you're more familiar with it when yeah. than a new brand. So, why would you go for something different? So maybe maybe Brewdog have come to that realization that it's a hard, it's a hard market. It's a hard market. market. It's a yeah. Very hard. Market. Hard market to yeah. penetrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so much to crack it from a, you know, yeah. to, are the beer geeks going to like us? It's, are we going to be able to get any time in the sun out there? Yeah. So kind of to consider the inverse of that, how is Australian craft beer doing in other countries? Because I know recently that the Australian brewery has had to scale back their export uh, to China and other places in Asia. I know, I think Two Birds is in is going into Asia. I'm not sure any other breweries, a few other breweries, but how like how are the, their sales doing? Mm. Elsewhere, I, I think no if idea. they were doing particularly well, we would have heard more about it, right? Like it's, I think that's, that's a fair my... comment. It's it's the edge case, I think, isn't it? Rather than the the rule mm. internationally, mm. I, I sometimes see Stone and Wood popping up in UK venues. Even I think that that's a that's a that seems to be something I'm I'm hearing a bit more about. I think yeah. Stone and Wood's doing some 
um, some UK stuff. But they have like a um, reciprocal partnership thing, right? Like they send beers over and other people send beers over. Um, I, I think occasionally. I don't know if there's anything like concrete in place. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. That's yeah. quite a common thing to happen in the UK mm. as well yeah. between UK breweries. They, yeah. often, they often do those sorts of pallet exchanges. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that's how it works with Stone and Wood. I can't remember which brands they are in partnership with over there, but yeah, that some of the UK brands that come over is yeah. through that whole thing. Speaking of the UK, I'm heading back next month okay. for, a, for a visit, and I was very, very excited to hear that Cloudwater have um, opened a venue on the, the famous Bermondsey Beer oh, Yeah, awesome. So I get to go to a Cloudwater venue for the first time, which I'm really quite excited it's about. It's a good spot yeah, for it yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 it's a great spot. Yeah. Um, oh, well, speaking of the UK as well... Um, was it Magic Rock recently? Yeah, yes. yep. yeah. Latest, latest one to fall. Yeah. Yeah. So. Another one bites the dust. That's right. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Should we take a break and then get some more beers? Out? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, cool. Sessionable. All right, so we're back. And we are drinking... Oh, I, I need to pour myself the beer as well. We are drinking the Stonerwood Killer Queen. The counterculture. The counterculture mm. Killer Queen. Is it all with Ks? No, that, no. Would, that would be a bit... It's mm, a bit, bit, bit too many Ks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks Lee for providing this beer, even though he's not here today. This one's weird to me. It's an Imperial Bellina Vice with raspberry. Yeah. Um. So it's like 7% or something like it's that? It's something stupid. It's, um. But, but if you drink it, it doesn't taste like 7%. 7 point, no, 7.6%, yeah. Are you just not happy with the idea of an Imperial Bellina Vice? I just, I, I don't know if I'm not happy with it. I just don't know how I feel about it. Wouldn't an Imperial Bellina Vice be like 5%? <laughs> Where's that Cicero knowledge of yours? <laughs> I don't think this is a style that exists. <laughs> like, but that's fun. Like, I've got nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah. I think what, what, what yeah, weirds me out is like, it tastes like sourpuss, except that it's 7.2%. Yeah. I think it tastes like a very raspberry-heavy mm. version of sourpuss. Mm. I think it's nowhere, nowhere near as sour as sourpuss. No, it's not, it's not yeah. particularly sour. But it, it's, um, You're it's, right. it's really good. I really there like it. There are a lot it. of similarities. Yeah, except it's 7%. I like how they list, so it says 7.6% alcohol per volume, but they also list 7.2 grams per litre acidity, which is... I didn't realise you could measure acidity in grams. I've never seen anyone Yeah, (laughs) isn't that a thing for what pH is supposed to be used for? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, So this is the first beer they've done in their counterculture range, um, which is... I think the next sort of step of Stoner would trying to step back into the yeah. sort of the, the the higher end of the craft beer market mm. since yep. they've been like Pacific Ale's been a, a mainstay for yeah. how long now, like forever. Um, and this is like I think last year we saw them start to do some stuff like the sticky nectar and the um, mm. the prequel, yeah. trying to start playing in that space. Yeah. Uh, and this seems to be their next sort of step in that. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of a counterculture series. Yeah, I think that's good. I'd encourage that. Yeah, I like it. And I think, you know, this is something that they don't have to do. They, they're perfectly fine, you know, r- riding the Pacific Ale wave. Yeah. For the moment they are. I don't um, know if, how long that, but that's likely it's, to last, it, though. It's not, yeah, it's nice that they're actually, you know, doing some weirder stuff. Well, it's, as well, it's like it gives the brewers a chance to play. Like brewers... Yeah, to have fun. Brewers love yeah. beer, right? Yeah. Brewers like, like making beer. They like drinking beer. Yeah. Um, and this gives them a chance to, to do exactly that, you know, something they're good at. I'm and it, it's, it, it's a really nice beer, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to... Well, I'm, I'm with you yeah. on not knowing how I feel about it, because obviously one of the big attractions to Berliner Weiss is the fact that it is such low ABV, mm. and it's so refreshing on a, a hot Aussie summer's day. 
And when you've got something like this, I mean, the beer itself tastes lovely. It's, yeah. It's a really yeah. nice beer and, you know, it's um, really flavoursome, you really fruity. have a pint of on a hot yeah. day, except that it's 7.6%. Seven, seven yeah. Like, like would, would, would they have made... As much of an impression if had if it had just been a that's Berliner very true. Weiss that's very good very true yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. everyone's got a Berliner Weiss these days so. yeah with raspberries <laughs> yeah would would it even be counterculture yeah if it was yeah. just a which is true I I, I do three point five that's a good point Berliner. so yeah, yeah maybe they went oh everyone's doing a Berliner Weiss why don't we do a Berliner Weiss but then double the alcohol percentage mm. yeah and put it in a big can and put it in a five hundred ml can <laughs> or whatever size it is out of interest you guys still regularly drink. Pacific Ale? Um, I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I mm. had. The only time I think I drink it is when I'm in a pub and that is the, best, the best option. Yeah. yeah. Which is rarely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I still like to drink it when I can get my hands on it at a place that I know that it's drink at, which is yeah. not very often at all. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, the beer's been completely usurped by Filters XPA. That's now. That's your new. If I, if I want a beer of that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Especially around the around the inner west, that's, that's, a, what, that's yeah. what I can almost always get it. Always go for over over Pacific Ale, and I see the two as being really quite similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I much prefer the the XPA these days. Yeah, I'm going going camping over Anzac Day and got a six pack of Filter XPA and a six pack of Kaiju Crush. Those are my yep. two camping nice. beers. But yeah, Pacific Ale would have. I think one of the things that I also miss about Pacific Ale is that, well, not really miss, I suppose, but it's not in a can. And yeah, they, yeah. I know they released the can as their as an anniversary occasion. Yeah, I don't think it's a... But it being in bottles is, I mean, in a way, I'm glad they're not caving to kind of the pressure to put stuff in cans. And the, I mean, look, we've got we've just drunk four beer, we've got four beers on the table here, and they're all in cans. And yeah. in, in a way, I'm glad they're not caving to that. But in a way, it also is really bloody convenient. So was that the uh, was that only a special release thing? I think it was yeah for the yeah. five no, or five, fifth anniversary right. or something. Yeah. I thought they were going to be canning from yeah, now on. Yeah, me too. Like, Damn. I actually really like the look of the gold cans as well. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, I yeah. hope like they should, you know, they should bring those cans. That that should be. But I, you know, I think they they really like the the brand that it has in the brown bottle with the with the yellow label. Yeah. Like it, it it does, you know, it it does look good, but that can just looks like castle mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I even saw that, you know, one of the very first craft beers I ever drank, Lord Nelson 3 Sheets is coming out in cans. Yeah, and the cans are good. They oh, do they look yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. Oh yeah, is that like the kind of half yeah, there's yeah. like yeah. a half color, half yeah. color. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying that in a can as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, look, I, I actually, yeah, I, I've got a big soft spot for three sheets. I think yeah. it's a, it's a really good pale ale. Mm. Um, I think um, for me, they're talking about beers that have replaced Stone Pacific Ale, which is a bit for me. It's the Capital Summit Session XBA, which is lower alcohol, but yeah. it's just like that's a lovely beer. You know, they've just amped up the all those all those like tropical fruity, yeah, yeah dry hop to the nines. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so smashable that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. really getting into those kind of lower alcohol mm, beers. Yeah, like same. more and more than I'm driving, and there's some, some really good ones are coming out. I mean, I'm thinking uh, Young Henry's Stay Out and Bolton Bolter Captain Sensible. Yeah. Both of those are really good beers for if you're driving and you just want a I beer. Tried the Stayer, mm. um, and you know, going back to like Colonial Small Ale as well. Like mm. that, that was like one of the first in that yep. sort of trend. Yeah. And then there's a Counterculture 7.6 percent in the opposite direction. Um, but it's a, it's a fun looking can as well. Mm. Shall we get on to some recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. What um, do we want to start on? A beer. Cool. Um, so last episode was the uh, harvest. Yeah, hop harvest was. episode. Yeah. I've, I've been really enjoying the the harvest. I, I knew you were going to recommend um, that. <laughs> the bridge road harvest. <laughs> like yeah. at, at several venues that have had it on, I've just like overall just drunk several liters of it. Yeah. 
over that, the last that, few weeks. Was that a pick at the actual festival itself as well? I'm it was sounds great at the festival. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. All the all the um the fresh hop years yeah. were. Yeah. And the Dark Harvest was tasting awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was a big hit at the yeah. festival given the given the weather. Yeah. The harvest I've just drunk so much of it in the last couple of weeks. Since I think it's it one of the out. one of the best harvests in yeah. yeah in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So get it while it's fresh. Um look it up where you can find it. I'm going to recommend a beer that I have drunk an awful lot of over the last couple of months. Um, it was around and about in a number of venues, um, and I always make sure I make sure I got it when it was on. And I'm recommending it, although it may be a bit more difficult to come by now. Um, I'm imploring the brewer, if he's listening, to do it again. It was the Grand Ridge Eckers IPA. Okay. Um, just a really good classical style West Coast IPA brewed with Simcoe yeah. hops. Um, Sounds like me. It was really kind of cat pissy, um, but but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a really good way. Really <laughs> it does kind, sound like you. Yeah, really, really resinous as well, and oily, and just it was just a filthy IPA. Yeah, um, and I would just slam back pint after pint of it. Six uh, nice. percent, just just a really good old fashioned IPA, and I really enjoyed drinking it. So, Grand Ridge, if you're listening, please uh, please brew, brew it again. Back. Yeah, it was brewed for like a fifth anniversary, I want to say, okay. or something like a birthday special IPA. Yeah, so, okay. cool. fingers crossed, it becomes at least an annual thing anyway. Yeah, cool. Uh, I got two recommendations. Am I allowed to have two? Yeah, they have yeah. stuff in common, yeah, I promise. Fine. Yeah, yeah that's all right. uh, Okay, so they're both from Northern Beaches breweries, and they're both dark beers because I guess it's kind of getting into colder season. So the first is the one that's on the table, the Born to Rum Porter, which is just great. Yeah, I haven't tried this yet. I've been yeah. Well, we totally should. We'll, we'll crack yeah. it after recommendations. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. the other one is the Four Pines uh, Honey Imperial Stout. So. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that there was this, of course you do, there was the, the black box of dark ales that came yep. out a couple yeah. of years ago. It had, had um, an Imperial Stout, a Cascadian Black IPA, mm-hmm. I forget the other two. Yep. So it's the same recipe from that uh, Imperial Stout, okay. but they've added some honey that they've got from the Blue Mountains and put it all together and now releasing it as their latest Kelador. So I think that's coming out in the next week or two, so I'm super excited to, mm, okay. to try that one. Yeah. So you're recommending I, a beer you've not had well, yet? Well... I did have it out of the tank, okay. so right. I yeah. have tried it and can attest it's good, so I can't wait to try the finished version. Excellent. Nice. That sounds really good. Awesome. Um, well, in that vein, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend two as well that are very similar. Um, oh, you're not all breaking the rules. Yeah, though. yeah, whatever. You know, that's what they're there for. Um, I, uh, I'm on a bit of a, a brown ale kick at the moment, um, and there were two that I've just really enjoyed. Um, there is the, um, the Batch, the Buckley Street brown yeah, ale. Yep. Um, well, which is, is there anything different about it, or just a regular just brown a, ale? Just a brown ale. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. The, b- both of these are just just straight up. Yeah, wow, that's brown very that unlike are, you. That are... <laughs> I love I love a good brown ale. <laughs> All about that. There's taste. no there's, there's, no, there's, there's no, no adjuncts. There's no adjuncts. There's no adjuncts. No, What's just, going just on? Just brown ales. <laughs> and the other one is the um, Coastal Brewing Co. from uh, Foster up okay. north. Um, the Blueys Brown Ale. Um, yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, which is again just a classic sort of American brown. Um, mm-hmm. And it just yeah tastes great. Both both of those are, are my my beer recommendations. Wow, cool. Um, so non beer, I'm going to recommend a game that I just played and finished recently. It's called The Gardens Between. Okay, and it's a puzzle game. Ooh, yeah. um, it's not very long, and it's like you know some bits are challenging and it's not particularly hard, but it's just really aesthetic aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it uses like a time manipulation um, mechanic that's quite clever and it's just like it, t- it tells like this really cool story without using any words 
Um, and also, it's I think it's by a an Australian game studio. So cool. If you get it, you'll be supporting the local industry. Nice. Good. Yeah. What's it on? Is it? It's on all platforms. I'm pretty Sweet. sure. Yeah, cool. I got it on Switch, but you can Excellent. get it on yeah, PS4, Xbox, <laughs> yeah. PC. Yeah. Cool. Um, regular readers will know that I have a tradition of recommending things. Oh yeah, we haven't had a Brad recommendation for a while. I was going to say a recommendation that has been out in the ether for several years yeah, yeah. and is probably no surprise to anybody, right? So in that in that rich vein, I'm going to recommend Gelato Messina. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Wait, what's that? <laughs> so what I is Gelato? It's the Tim Tam flavor, right? If I'm right, so they, they, they probably date back probably like 15 years or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, I'd say about. And so, their, yeah. their Heartland was Surrey Hills, right? There was a yeah, person, uh, the, I think, the first one was Darlinghurst. Oh, was oh, it? Was sure. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, okay. And then Surrey Hills was All right. yeah. not far okay. off. I, I mean, I, it could be the other way around, but I'm pretty sure They've that expanded was, uh, quite a bit yeah. recently, so there's a place now at the Tram Sheds. There's one at Down Circular Quay now as yeah. well. Um, are they in Melbourne these days? Yeah, yeah. they are. They, they yeah, I feel they would be. They've gone interstate as well. Yeah. I was never that big on ice cream. I could kind of take or leave yeah. ice cream, and I, and I actually favoured frozen yogurt for a while over mm. over ice cream. And then somebody uh, introduced me to Messina, and it, I'll tell you what, it's <laughs> it's ruined dessert for me at any other place. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's I don't know good. how they manage to yeah. serve it at exactly the right temperature. It's always the right consistency. It's not mm-hmm. too hard or mm. frozen. And I just love their specials. Every week they have about four or five different special yeah. flavours, and I always go for the specials. I don't go for the, the regular kind yeah, of yeah. Cool the, Regular stuff is the regular really I know it's really well. good, but <laughs> I just I just love the specials. Like there was one I had the other week that was um it was called uh, the Bishop of Kent or something, and it was like this um, vanilla cream kind of ice cream, and it had apple and rhubarb crumble in it. Oh, yeah, as well. That sounds and, awesome. Like, yeah, and they always have these jammy things as yep. well, and they have um, like adjunct tiramisu flavors and chocolate orange, and oh, just incredible, yep. like incredible oh, sweet absolutely. flavors. So, so yeah. one of the libraries I go to. Messina is like a few doors down. Surrey Hills, yeah, Surrey okay. Hills, and it's always t- it always takes a lot of willpower not, not to, to stop to, by. to walk to just walk past. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So just in case there's anyone listening who hasn't been to Messina or doesn't know it what is. it is, it is worth going. Yeah. Go, go go and check it out. You will not be disappointed. I've, I introduced everyone at work to it as well, um, and we now have a regular. Gelato Friday down at, <laughs> down at Messina at about four o'clock. We knock off early can, and go for You can for order tubs of it, I think. You yeah. can order it on yeah. The, yeah, you can order yeah. it online, online um, and Eats. Yeah, get yeah. get some tubs delivered. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Uh, my recommendation is a book. So I got this book uh, called Barrel Age Stout and Selling Out for my birthday that I've been reading. Uh, pretty good book. I think the subtitle is is Goose Island, uh, AB InBev, and how craft beer became big business. Nice. Mm. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, really. It was rec- so it was a book that was recommended to me by Will Zabel, the crafty yep. pint writer from Melbourne. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I borrowed it while we were down there in Beechworth and decided to get my own coffee because I liked it so much. Yeah, it's a really well-written mm. book. I mean, sometimes you kind of get beer books and beer writing that's a bit dry you know, dry yeah. or a bit too personal yeah. but this is a really well told story yeah kind of from the beginnings of goose island yeah. and then how it got bored yeah, out cool. and what happened to the business after that it's a fascinating read so far is it nice. available on generic e-reader i think it is available on kindle yeah okay. i don't know about generic e-reader but i i'm i'm a <laughs> i'm a person that likes the physical, the physical copy yeah. of a book i love putting okay. it on the bookshelf yeah. so i can only attest to the physical copy sounds good i'm gonna round it out we've got four very different recommendations i'm gonna round it out with a tv show so okay um i have been uh sort of looking for because game of thrones is about to finish right like you know i won't give any spoilers away. i just watched the episode today 
Um, and uh, sort of like, what's what's next? And um, there's a, a a series based on some books that I really love, and I've been trying to watch it, and I haven't been gotten into it. And the other day, I just sat down and started watching it. I was like, I'm going to watch it. Got two episodes in, and I'm, I've been hooked. I've been really the, the the series is called The Expanse, and it's a sci-fi like space thing. Really good. I love the books as well, so you can throw that in to the recommendation. But um, um, the series is it's just really good. It's just uh, you know, big, sprawling, epic. Lots of different plot lines going forward. Um, lots of characters, sort of, and then they weave into each other's stories. And yeah, space opera, I believe, is the space genre. Yeah. But the other thing is, is there's yeah. a lot of like it's hard sci-fi. Space it's hard opera. sci-fi. Yeah. So they've done a lot of research yeah. into the, the actual science of it, yeah. and um, lots of things of like how humans would actually be like actually exist in space, and yeah, what, yeah. what it would do to the human body, and that's a big part and, of like, it. And oh, cultural yeah. change. Isn't that a risk yeah, though? That By doing that, do you not like? Incur the wrath of people telling you that actually it isn't realistic and oh, but I mean made, it's still it's still a it's still a sci-fi show. Like it's yeah. not going to be it's not one hundred percent realistic. There's yeah. there's like some weird you know uh, out there plot elements, but I think yeah. the idea is like it's you know it is fairly well you know researched and and uh, and whether or not it's one hundred percent accurate, it's nice to see that sort of like yeah. and it, and it's very much, it's set like only a few hundred years in the future, so it's yeah. very still very recognizably like you know our society, but. Yeah, yeah, Banks, yeah. And I believe the books are written by um, like the kind of understudy of George, George R. 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 Martin. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, well, the, the books are it's written by James S. A. Corey, which is a pseudonym two, two people, for two right? people yeah. that write them together, and yeah. one of them is yeah um, George R. R. Martin's longtime assistant. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I, I can recommend both the books and the. And I the really. Um, yeah. Do you recommend uh, reading the books first or watching the TV show? Just blind because like, I kind of want to read the books. Yeah. Do you recommend not watching the TV show before reading the books? Look, I read the books before I watched the show, yeah. and I think it's great. So I, I'd, I'd recommend reading them. But the books are. I think that the show is really good. I think the books are better. Yeah. So I'd, I'd recommend reading the books mm. first. Okay. But the show cool. is very good as well. All right. All right. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Somebody asked if we're on. Spotify recently, and I need to get onto that. We're not currently. But no, but we'll we'll work on that. I don't think that. it's too hard to do it. So okay. we'll we'll be on there at some point. Tell your Android friends to find us on Acast as well. Acast, Acast, yeah, yeah. okay. Overcast, think, Overcast yeah, is Overcast good. Overcast on i on on iOS yeah. is good. Yeah, um, I think they all use the same the iTunes directory for the most part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Except Spotify doesn't. And all our contact details are on sessionable.net. That's it. I need to add you on that, MC. Yes. Welcome yeah. welcome <laughs> to the rotation. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we're recording this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. You were on the last episode. Yeah, well. true. Yeah. No, I was. Yeah. yeah. You've, yeah. Been on, you've been on two plus this one that have actually recorded properly that's true so. yeah no i was at like the yeah, one yeah, at yeah. the uh yeah. the royal albert that recorded yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i just like making fun of you for it sorry yeah. <laughs> hey that wasn't me like, hey, like, he wasn't there that no was no that's problem. true that wasn't yeah. your fault no, i know i think that was we can blame that on liam you was in the sessionable yeah. entity yeah. yeah that's what i meant yeah lee and liam oh jeez, mm. oh, yeah come what on what are they doing yeah. yeah all right cheers cheers guys